Hey, my name is Jalen Cornell Burrow, and welcome to my podcast, Practice, Train, Compete Inside the Mind of an Athlete. I would like to welcome my mother for this episode today, and tell us the reason that you were here. So I think that one of the things that is extremely important, especially being the mother of an athlete, is that um, I'm a huge fan of track and field, clearly because my son runs track, but also um, watching the Olympics you really got to see how mental health and wellness is not at the forefront of any sport, right? So you had Naomi Osaka was like, yeah, I'm out of here because of my mental health. Um, You had Simone Biles who was like, yeah, I'm not competing, right? On the biggest stage, for most athletes, the biggest stage is Worlds or the Olympics, right? And when Simone pulled out and everybody was so confused, I was like, as a therapist and then as a mom who has had more than one child be an athlete, your older sister was a soccer player, um, you run track. So I got it, right? And then when Noah Lyles um, competed in the 200 and he talked about having a therapist and then the heartbreak came, um, you sent me that, that post about Cameron Burrell. Um, and as soon as you sent me the post about him dying, what did I say to you that I thought had happened? Suicide. Yeah, I thought he had committed suicide. Um, and so what came to mind for me was the fact that nobody's talking about this part with athletes. Nobody's talking about the fact that there's so much pressure, especially if you happen to be a natural athlete and if you happen to be good, right? Your sister started out playing soccer and um, didn't have all that formal training that everybody else had, but she's just naturally athletic, so she was really good, right? You come along to run track, and you're just naturally athletic, and so I feel like there's a certain level of pressure. Um, There's an expectation for you guys to, like, perform at a certain level, but then nobody's checking to make sure, like, mentally, are you good? Are you okay? So when Cameron Burrell committed suicide, the first thing I thought about is the fact that both his mother and father are Olympic medalists. His godfather is the Sir Carl Lewis. And then those happen to be his coaches in college, right? And I remember watching a lot of the track meets, and he was getting getting slower and slower and slower compared to some of the other, some of his competitors, right? And I thought, can you imagine how devastating that could be for Carl Lewis to be your godfather? For your father and mother to be Olympic medalists and you're not measuring up. That's a lot of pressure. And I don't know what was going through his head, but just simply thinking about from that aspect. Um, so I wanted to come on not only as a therapist, but as your mom to talk about how certain topics when it comes to you guys being athletes and competing at that high of a level, um, how you're affected. So, I mean, we can start with Whoever you want to, who do you want to talk about first? I feel like this, we can just have this, this dialogue of conversation. Uh, we're on the topic of Cameron, so we can just continue with Cameron. So when you heard about Cameron, um, like I, I remember like breaking out in tears. I was devastated to know that this young man is not even 30 years old and felt like he had to go and park his car in a parking garage, away from his family, away from his child, and end his life. Like, I, I was in tears. So when you, when you read the post or you heard about it, um, like, what went through your head? 
Um, so I was on Twitter and I, I just so happened to go to like the search and I saw Cameron Burrell and I didn't think anything of it because, you know, it was just what's trending. And I was like, oh, why is Cameron trending? And then I go on Instagram maybe 10 minutes later and the first post I see is Cameron Burrell. Five minutes into scrolling on Instagram, that's all I saw. Every track page, every athlete was reposting it. Every track athlete specifically, were they were everybody was reposting it. And I kind of just sat there because I didn't know what to think. I didn't, I didn't try and go search for answers because I didn't want to know the answers yet. It just, it was just heartbreaking. And then I sent you one of the posts, whoever. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there because it was it was shocking and it was hard to actually take in and understand. And I mean, if we never get the reason as to why, that is perfectly okay. We don't need to know because we are not his family. That's not for us to know. Right. But it's still shocking to see somebody of that caliber, somebody who had parents like that, somebody who was literally grown up. Right, like track royalty. Yeah, like that. Like (laughs) Even if you didn't set foot on a track, Mm -hmm. your name would still be known because of who your father is, because of who your mother is, because of who your godfather is. Like You would still be known. And to see somebody like that in their life, it was hard to see. Yeah. Did anything about... um, Anything about it feel familiar? And when I mean familiar, meaning I remember being a teenager and just wanting life to be over. You know, I had went through a lot of struggles and I was just done. I was ready to tap out, right? Um, And so I know that when you're younger, like that's not always something you talk about, right? So did anything like feel familiar? I'm not asking you were you suicidal like when stuff was going on with Cameron, but I'm just wondering like, did any of that feel familiar? That that sense of like helplessness and hopelessness that he, like that feeling has to be there for somebody to pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, it was familiar. I, I have personally felt that. Um, I, yeah, I've, I've been there. I know what it feels like to be um, I mean, I'll go ahead and say, yeah, I've been suicidal. Have I attempted? Yes, I have. Um, thankfully, I'm still here. Um, so I know I know the feeling. Um, I know for a fact my situation was different because you can't, <laughs> you just can't have the same play-for-play situation that I did. It's not possible. But I've been there. Thank you for that honesty. Thank you for that honesty. Do you think that as an athlete, like what do you think parents need to be a lot more aware of? Um, especially when you have a child who is an athlete, because like as your title is inside the mind of an athlete, I don't think people realize that the things that you guys are juggling, right, are life struggles and if you're a teenager right it's as an athlete there's adolescents and like let's just be for real like teenagers are mean like they can be some of the meanest people 
to one another, right? So you got the sport, you got the coach, you got the, the spectators. I've heard some spectators say some of the rudest things to people, children. And I'm like, dude, they kids. So you guys have all these different things that you're trying to like maintain and juggle. So what do you think you need from like your community and your family? Um, let me start off by saying this. Um, things for you guys to notice if their numbers drop drastically out of nowhere, something's going on. It could be injury or it could be mental, but there's definitely something going on. And if you see that, if they are the type of person who needs to be hounded, get on them. If they are the type of person to where you don't necessarily have that relationship with them, call somebody who can't hound them. That that has to happen. But the things that we need, I I can't speak for everybody. I can't. But I can throw a few things out there that might help. Um, we need a safe space. Somebody or a couple people to where we can just speak freely. No judgment at all. Because once you feel judged, you're not going to want to come back and speak right. to them. There, there's, there, you have lost that trust. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between judgment and, you know, sort of questioning mm -hmm. what they're saying. Because mm -hmm. some, some of the things they may be saying are very questionable. Mm -hmm. So that, that is one Even thing. though that's hard as a parent, right? Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but I remember when you were struggling and you were sharing stuff, it wasn't a judgment situation. It was more of like a, oh my God, that's what's going through your head. And it's not necessarily like, what did I do wrong? As a parent, it's more like my baby. Oh my God, am I going to lose my baby, right? So I think that you're right. Like we have to, as parents and as the community, that's supporting these athletes, right? We have to be mindful of how we come across to you. I know, even as a therapist, I didn't come across the best way because I was utterly hurt and shocked, you know? Um, but we do have to be a, very mindful that when you guys do enter that safe space with us, <clears throat> that we are quiet listening and as judgment-free as we can be. Yeah. When you're an athlete and you get to a certain level, it doesn't matter if it's collegiate or pro, but you have a level to where you're walking down the street and somebody notices you, that's when you know you've made it. You've sort of made it. Mm -hmm. And... Once you hit that, a lot of athletes, they try to make it seem like everything's perfect. And especially on social media, because everybody wants to be this perfect. Mm -hmm. They want the perfect life. They want everybody to know what they're doing 24-7. The highlight reel. Yeah, it's... But it's, that's a... I'm going to say it's a characteristic that a lot of athletes take on. Because you have to be perfect outside of your home. And it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. 
because as soon as you're not perfect, here comes the judgment. And if you don't know how to take the judgment, <laughs> you're going to be living in that moment. Right. And you're going to get bashed. And I think every, every athlete at some point in time is going to get bashed, mm-hmm. especially nowadays because we have social media. And Twitter is the main spot you're going to get bashed. Right. The dragging that yeah. happens it, Twitter. And it's, it, it's, it's crazy, especially with uh, Sha'Carri. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, she may not be handling things the best on her end, but also everybody on Twitter, y'all suck. And she's what, like 19, Yeah, 20? like she... She's fresh out of college. Like you, she might be on her fifth year of college. I'm not sure, but she's fresh out of college. Yeah, I know she ain't no older than like your so, sister. She ain't no older than Caitlyn, right? Like, yeah, and I mean, she just lost her mother, so not everything she's gonna do is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. Not everybody has to take it personally. Like, right. She's not. She's not gonna be there. Right. And that's okay. It is. But. People also need to understand that she's struggling. And the more you bash and the more that she bashes back, the worse it's going to get on your end and on her end. Right. So. Right. I, I think it's, it's, it's crazy because you said this persona, you know, you call it a characteristic. I think of it as a persona, but essentially it's the same. That, like, these athletes feel like they have to take on. So for Naomi and for... Simone. Simone and for Noah to be like, yo, this is what's going on. This is why I'm going to pull back. I'm going to take a break. Um, That was, I don't even think the word brave is a word that we could use. I think that that was something that everybody needs to be able to hit the pause button. Right? And that the people around them need to not be so concerned about the numbers, not be so concerned about their contracts, you know, the different brands that they rep. Um, because at the end of the day, um, Cameron Burrell repped Red Bull. And now they no longer have him as a brand ambassador. So it's like, are you more worried about how it's going to affect their image, how it's going to affect the cash flow? Or like, when do, when do we stop making athletes a financial commodity as opposed to looking at the whole person? No, honestly, I think um, as an athlete, when you're signing a contract, you need a mental health clause. I think that's important. It's it's needed. Right. Um, because let's say you're asking for a therapist and you want to be open about it, but like, we can just say Red Bull because we've already been speaking about Red Bull, but Red Bull doesn't want you to be open about it because they don't support therapists. And now... Not saying that they yeah, do, yeah, Red we, Bull. We, we, We're not saying you don't. Yeah. <laughs> But it, this is just all hypothetical. But right. but in that sense, it's like, I want to share, but you're not letting me share. Mm-hmm. And you just, you, you need that mental health clause because if you want a break, you should be able to take a break. Mm-hmm. If you want to call out sick... From going from <laughs> you want to call out sick from going on this specific tour because you don't want to leave your newborn baby or you don't want to leave because you have a funeral to go to and they're saying, oh, we'll fly you back home for that specific day, but you have to come back. I don't mm-hmm. want to come back. After the funeral. <laughs> yeah. Right. I want to be home in my bed or I want to be with the family right. that I just spent the last 
let's say six to eight hours at a funeral and the repast and eating dinner with. Like, I want to be with them. I don't want to come back and have to speak to 100 plus people right. about why your brand is important. Right. I should be able to call out. Or compete. Yeah. Right. Like, so. So basically, Naomi and Simone called out. They yeah. called out sick from work. And everybody was mad. And folks was ma- folks everybody was, was mad. big mad. Like, why are you mad because these 20-something-year-old, first of all, round of applause for not even being 25. I'm pretty, are they, or they might be close to that age, maybe. But for them being grown, grown women and saying, look, ma'ams and sirs, I'm going to hit this pause button right here, and I'm going to be done with this for a minute, right? Folks was big mad. Like, oh, you know, Team USA could have gotten gold at the sacrifice of what? Y'all saw, did you see Simone Biles in warm-ups? Man, she couldn't, she couldn't spot to save her life. And everybody know that, not her, because how many moves does she have named after her? Yeah. The bile twist, the bile. So it's like, yeah, she, she called out sick. Yeah, going out and competing, doing twists like that, and you're not in it, you're going to break your neck. You're going to break exactly. something. Like, you could lose your life. Exactly. So... Thank you for pulling out. Right. Same thing <laughs> like, with Naomi. Like, all she got to do is not step to the side when somebody hit a serve if her mind's not in it, and then boom. Right? Or, I mean, just, it's absolutely mind-blowing how calling out sick, um, you know, is is not even heard of. Like, I, I always tell people, think about mental health this way, right? Like, people go to the dentist at least twice a year. Right? You got to get your you got to get your checkup. Right? And if somebody has really bad breath, what do we encourage them to do? Brush your teeth. And go to the dentist. We we encourage maintenance, and we encourage them to do what? Go to the dentist. It's so mind-boggling to me how we see people struggling, and we don't think, hey, maybe you need to go see a therapist. I mean, and why is therapy not even, like, something that people should do at least twice a year? Like, Jobs want you to get a physical checkup. Why don't they at least require you to get a mental health and wellness checkup twice a year? Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. But, you know, I'm a therapist. I can talk about this all day. I mean, so, like, any, anybody else you want Apple, to talk about? Apple gave uh, their workers, what was it, a week? A mental health week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nike? Yeah, Nike did it, too. I mm-hmm. think all the big companies need mm-hmm. to do it. I think there's a school district. I forget what state. I think it's Indiana. Indiana? Somebody sent me a, a post. Yeah, I that saw it They're too. doing like, you have like five seven, days. Is it five, five days. It was five days, I think. Five mental health days where you don't. Yeah. You just take, you take a mental health day. So, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, this is stuff that folks just don't talk about. So, Noah Lyles, I know he's somebody that you are very fond of. Like, was it right after his race where he admitted to Uh, being in therapy and was, like, very proud to talk about it? Yeah, and then I think he made a post, like, a day or two after. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, to to hear him, someone who people have been, like, watching him since he was, like, 16, 17 years old, right? He he turned pro right out of high school. Um, To hear him be okay with talking about going to therapy, like, what, what went through your mind? Uh, it's nice to see a big name say it, especially since we all saw him struggling in 
some he, of his races. Yeah, he, he, mm-hmm. he was struggling. Like, we all saw it. He, was, he didn't look like himself. He, right. His pregame rituals didn't feel the same right the joking yeah it it just wasn't the same so like to see him actually come out and say like here's the reason why it's not just because oh i don't want to be here no like it's a real valid 100 percent reason why Mm -hmm. and to see him actually do that i respect it i really do respect it because not everybody does that right and the more people do it the better it gets for for the next person after right right so i got a question for you I'm wondering, as an athlete, and you're getting ready to start your collegiate career, um, how are you going to communicate to your coaches what you need emotionally and mentally? Um, or how would you like to be able to communicate <laughs> to them? That doesn't mean that they're going to listen, but I'm just, I'm just, because of course, I would love to come advocate for you, but about to be this whole grown man away from home and um mommy can't call and check him i would love to though if i could <laughs> uh first i'm gonna actually i'm gonna try and build a relationship with them because i think okay. it starts with that okay. um without a relationship like even if it's a bland relationship mm-hmm. like as long as there's a semi-relationship there it i'd feel comfortable sharing okay but if I'm not allowed to have like a relationship with you and I'm not allowed to joke around with you. Like it just doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel like it's a safe space to communicate and share. Okay. And that's that's why this podcast exists basically. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it's I, I really do hope that I'm able to have a relationship with these coaches because mm-hmm. I know it's going to be needed. Right. And on the off chance, not saying that it's not going to happen, but on the off chance that for some reason it doesn't go according to that, right, according to your plan, um, what are some of the things that you're going to do to make sure that you are putting your mental health and wellness at the forefront of your day? Um, I mean, one, I have my therapist. Two, I have, um, I write poetry. I take photos, mm-hmm. I, I will literally get up at eight o'clock at night and go take some photos of anything and everything just because it helps me think. Okay. So those are two things that I like to do to keep mental health and to keep my sanity, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially my sanity. Okay. So you got your outlets. Okay. So as a therapist, y'all, we talking about having outlets and having, um, having a therapist course because i'm a therapist i think that everybody should have one the way everybody got a dentist and a doctor but you know hey but um having your outlets and also having um a therapist you know what that's a safe space and uh what about even just making sure that because i know college is about fun i enjoy college i had a ball but also making sure that you know that you have like all types of friends like you got the friends you kick it with but then you got the friends that you that you like kick it and talk with, right? I think that mm-hmm. that's important. Like figure out who them folks are when you get to college because everybody ain't the kick it folk and everybody ain't the conversate folk. And then some folks, you might get lucky and they might be the kick it and the conversate. But I think that that is something that I would love young adult athletes to look for um, to make sure that you got you know people that you can conversate with. 
that they become a safe space as opposed to only having like your teammates and the people that you kick it with. If you can get one and if you can get all three, kick it, teammate, and conversate all in one, you winning. But if you can't, you need to kind of start like building out your community, your village. Do you have any questions for me? Anything you think people will want to know? Not not necessarily. Um okay. Yeah, no, not not at this point right okay. now. Well, I appreciate you letting me come on. Um, of course, like I said, because I have a child who's an athlete. Um, the situation with Cameron and Simone and Naomi. I probably should say their last names because I'm saying their names like everybody yeah. knows. Naomi. Cameron Burrell, <laughs> Naomi Osaka, Simone Biles, and um, Noah Lyles. You know, those four, those four stories, and even Shakari, Shakari Richardson, those five young adults, um, like I have a soft spot for them because I see the struggle and sometimes it makes me very frustrated that people just, just don't understand that like they're still figuring it out. Like, you know, when, you, when you're not even 30, you are literally still figuring it out. Your brain is still developing up until 21 to 25 sometimes, right? So to have these expectations for them to compete at this level and we don't give them the type of mental health and wellness support that they deserve and need. Um, I felt like that was a conversation that we should have. So appreciate it, partner. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. Thanks Thank for you. coming on. All right. All right.